As we stand at the precipice, feeling the heat on our faces from the dumpster fire our country has devolved into, sometimes an escape is necessary. And sure, meth will do that for you, but maybe, just maybe, dating horror stories from someone else's romantic fuckery might be better for your health. Surely your dentist would agree. So, laugh, cry, blush from secondhand embarrassment, and revel in a playground of mishaps that just might help you forget. Welcome to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles. K is for kink. There are some moments in life you'll never be ready for. This was one of them. It all began at puberty. You know, like every good millennial, I explored the playground of porn available on the interwebs. And as I sifted through the busty blondes and slutty schoolgirls, I found what really raised my crane. Men. During this period of exploration, I sampled all different manifestations of man-on-man sex. Skinny, hairy, fat, ugly, nasty, clean, kinky. And then I stumbled into this one particular sandbox on the playground. It involved an older, younger, daddy-boy, dominant, submissive interplay that just got me where I needed to be. For the longest time, the fact that this turned me on weirded me out. It wasn't quote-unquote normal. I mean, wasn't everyone looking for a normal guy who liked normal sex? I tucked my secret curiosities into my back pocket, indulging only now and again during random masturbation sessions. Even in my long-term relationship, one that lasted most of my 20s, it was never on the Chinese menu of sexual exploration. So I nestled it into my little neglected pile of weird where it sat, mostly ignored. But once I was single and gaining confidence within the relative anonymity of the apps, I began entertaining kink as a potential reality. And the more I explored, the more empowered I felt. The more I wanted to experience the various things that interested me, you know, live and in color. With my growing self-assuredness, I could tell the time was coming. I just didn't know when. Thankfully, the opportunity presented itself, somewhat by accident. We met on a nap. Things started slowly, nothing out of the ordinary, the usual back and forth, to be honest. I thought he might be a nice, normal guy I'd grab a few drinks with. Assuming it would turn into nothing, but hoping I was wrong. After a few days, we thought there might be a connection. Translation, he made me laugh, and the last guy berated me for reading The Fountainhead. Not even for my opinion on it, for reading it. So, we found a day where we were both free to meet, making sure to keep in mundane contact until then. Our date was set for Friday, and right around Wednesday, our texting pivoted sharply. On this particular evening, we were a solid few drinks in after our respective work events, and horny. We spit on it and dove in headfirst, bypassing foreplay and wasting no time getting to the sexy talk. For the first half of the conversation, there was nothing out of the ordinary. You know, come in my hole this, pull my hair that. Until, unprovoked, he slowly, sneakily started hinting that a dominant submissive exchange might be something he would enjoy. And... And if I'm a bad boy, you can spank me, Daddy. Well, 
That was all the invitation I needed. I took a deep breath and began judiciously unraveling my freak flag. Our exploration was innocent at first, if any of it can really be described as innocent, until we began convincing the other this was a safe space to divulge our deepest fantasies, scrubbing any lingering hint of purity and turning our chat into full-on HBO after dark, packed with twists and turns I never saw coming. I could tell we were both really enjoying ourselves, but still, somewhere deep inside I was holding back. I didn't feel comfortable letting my innermost freak out of the gate just yet. I was afraid if I did, he wouldn't be able to handle it. Once I refused to let myself go there, my heart was no longer in it. I passed out mid-conversation, disappointed by my lack of chutzpah. This was it? What were you waiting for? Was this my last opportunity to gain admittance to online backroom debauchery? I woke up the next morning worried I'd missed my chance, but... Later that day, all my fears were dispelled. Hi, Daddy. I almost dropped the phone. I knew for certain this was something I had to explore, in person. But as much as this revelation turned me on, it also freaked me the fuck out. Because what does this mean? What about this turns me on so much? Was it the control? The validation? If they were willing to submit, then they were validating their desire for me completely and totally. There was no room for confusion. Or is it possible my interest in this fantasy stems from a desire for power? I appease people all day. I need to feel powerful somewhere. And the bedroom seems to have presented itself as a potential outlet. Ultimately, I think sex, well, good sex, is all about power anyways. And if someone's going to have it, I'm realizing I want it. His text told me he was willing to relinquish his, and, intrigued, I decided I was interested in exerting mine. Hi, boy. And ladies and gentlemen, thank God I sent that text, because it's the only way I got through that fateful night. Leading up to this horrific event, our sexual exchanges began to build, and an Oh Daddy Have I Been Bad became... I want Daddy to spank my little balls and tell me how disappointing I am. It was a lot. I can honestly say I don't know how I got to this place, in this deep. I knew I was interested in exploring this kink, and I've I've always enjoyed sex that pushed boundaries, on some level. But I'd never experienced anything like this. I mean, I'm a good Christian boy! I go to church! My parents were Sunday school teachers, and yet here I was, texting about how disappointingly small someone's penis was. Someone I was quote-unquote dating. After this push past the point of no return, he texted me out of character, suggesting he might enjoy being dominated even more. Even more? Sweet baby Jesus, he'd already asked me to spank his package. What else did he want? He wanted to get peed on. Huh. Well, uh, hmm. I hadn't thought about this before. I mean, sure, as I'm browsing through porn, these videos come up, but I never considered what it would be like to actually execute this. I had questions, many. As I started digging for answers, he slowly slipped back into character, and my mind began racing. There were... stirrings. What kind of savage freak am I? I tried to reason with myself, but my penis was doing the talking now. All I could do was sit back and watch as it pushed all judgment from my mind and agreed to participate. 
I agreed to pee all over this man as he sat expectantly on the floor, little willy-out arms open, embracing the urine. I guess this was my life now, peeing on under-endowed men from Jersey. Our Friday play date at the Piss Pond was almost upon us, but unfortunately I had to cancel. I'd received a last-minute invite to the Hamptons for the weekend, and I really needed the time away. I know it was inconvenient, but I didn't figure it would be a big deal. We would just fuck the next weekend. Well, he, uh, he didn't see it that way. He got pissed. Pissed. Like, we're in a relationship pissed. How dare you? I have planned my whole weekend around seeing you on Friday. What am I supposed to do now? Oh, I'm really sorry. Uh, do you think there's still time to reschedule the plans you canceled? I didn't cancel any plans to hang out with you. It's the principle of the matter. It just really shows me what kind of person you are. The kind of person who selfishly leaves the makings of a real connection in the dust. I had plans for us. We could have had something, but you're too busy flitting off to the next best thing. We need to talk when you're back in town. Yikes. All this before we'd even met? We were planning where I was going to piss, not our future. This was a booty call, plain and simple. I just... It wasn't that serious. We didn't speak at all that weekend. And after this most recent piece of childish tomfoolery, uh, I chose to write him off. I was disappointed that my first real opportunity to step outside normal was slipping through my fingers. But this seemed like more effort than it was worth. I had no intention of talking to him about it, and I didn't have the energy to nurse his wounds. It was time to close the book on this one and walk away. And then, a few days after arriving back in the city, a text came through. At 11pm. I had just come home from seeing a show and was getting ready for bed. Hi, Daddy. Huh. This is, uh, not what I was expecting. And I wasn't sure how this would end. But I figured I'd play along. I hadn't had much release recently, and I thought this might be a fun way to end my day. On this particular occasion, he seemed acutely interested in being cut down to size. Can I come over? Alright, I thought. Game on. I wasn't going to let this second chance slip through my fingers. Yes, I think you should come over right now. And thus began a series of decisions that left me standing in my apartment at 1am, naked, contemplating my life. I took it upon myself to set the scene. I texted how angry I was that he was taking so long to get here, that I was going to punish him when he finally arrived. Then I started thinking. We never had that conversation he'd pushed for, the one about our cancelled quote-unquote date... I decided the only way to avoid the subject would be to get him in, do the deed, get him out, and never allow the real us to interact. I had to fully immerse myself in the fantasy of it all and make sure he did too. Little did I know this was the only thing that would rescue me from the impending hell barreling toward me in that cab. To guarantee my planned success, I needed to take a litmus test of the situation. I'd force him to take a dick pic in the back of his cab. I figure if he did it, I was golden. He would be down for anything, and I could control every aspect of our interaction, sidestepping his bullshit. I was convinced he'd say no, though, because, I mean, who takes a dick pic in the back of a cab? The boy. That's who. 
With virtually no prodding, I heard the subtle chimes of a text alert delivering a fresh dick pic. Well, that was it. The, uh, the night was mine. I scurried around my apartment, readying it for what was about to go down. I turned off all the lights except for the one in the bathroom, leaving the door slightly ajar. It allowed for just enough overflow into the hall so I could still see, but not enough that I had to face the reality of my current situation. I was excited, but I didn't know quite what to expect. Not knowing exactly what he might do or say made me nervous, and if he talked about that fucking date, the buzzer, he was here. I opened the door mid-knock. Our eyes met, and for a moment, everything stood still. It was a Cinderella-at-the-ball situation, only fucked. In that instant, I had to make a choice. Did I greet him and then dive into our roleplay, or did I just go for the gold? Well, I can firmly say I made the right decision. I dove in full force before he even crossed the threshold. What are you waiting for? Get in here and take your fucking clothes off. In this moment, it became clear what it must feel like to be a drag queen. You're the ruler of an alternate universe where you can say exactly what you're thinking. Of course a drag queen is going to say something cunty about a fat bitch's ugly, ill-fitting outfit. It's ugly and ill-fitting. So, of course some dominant daddy is going to chastise an annoying little trick who's standing slack-jawed in the hallway. Move your ass! It was oddly empowering. Emboldened, I ran with it. I got out all the aggression from my day, from my life, my aggression towards him. I slapped him if he used too much teeth. I called him out if I thought he looked fat. Slapped his dick because it was annoyingly small. It just, it was liberating. And he loved it. Looking back, I am horrified at my behavior. And the southerner in me wants to send an apology note on monogram stationery. But in the moment, I was balls deep. There was no way I could pump the brakes. And I didn't want to. After squeezing his testicles so hard I was afraid I might actually cause some damage, I decided it was time to try something else. I escorted him over to the bed and laid him on his stomach. In the spirit of the evening, I popped on a condom and then, with no lube, slammed into him. It was jarring, I'm sure, but he said this is what he wanted. Ordering another batch of monogram stationery as I write this. His involuntary sphincter clamp down eased up with a few slow, purposeful strokes. And after a couple hair pulls and one or two, sweet Jesus, release the vice grip on my dick, we eventually found our groove. To be honest, this part didn't feel that much different than quote-unquote normal sex. Sure, the lead-up was unique, intense, but at the very least, the two were related. Distant relatives, maybe, the adopted crack whore cousin who's only discussed in hushed tones, probably, but a relative, nonetheless. The last face slap jostled us a bit, so I put my hand down to guide myself back into him. In doing so, I was met with, well, a mess. It was thick and wet, warm. I assumed it was lube and kept going, but then I remembered that uh, I hadn't used any. Huh. And yet my dick was encased in this thick, intense moisture. In an effort to investigate, I I held my hand up to the window, and from the dim light of the street lamp, it looked like I was covered in period blood. And I'd had this happen to me many times over the years, so my brain wrote it off. I thought it must be menstruation. No big deal. I kept going. And then it hit me all at once. I wasn't fucking a woman. And uh, this was not blood on my hand. This is shit. 
My hand was covered in runny shit. It was at this moment I had to make a choice. I could say what I was thinking, uh, I could ignore it, or uh, I could kick him out. Welp, in sticking with the theme of the evening, I said what I was thinking. You're disgusting, and you need to get in the shower now. <sighs> there isn't enough stationery in the world. I rolled to the side, keeping my hand elevated as if I'd suffered some great injury, trying desperately to contain the mess. He fumbled onto all fours, and, because the bed was surrounded by walls on three sides, was forced to crawl backwards, ass up, off the foot of the bed. It was a sight to behold as he lumbered away. His eyes made steady contact with anything but mine. The sheets, his hands, what was left of his dignity. Poor guy. I almost felt for him. I was thinking how I might comfort his bruised ego when I felt his shit running down my wrist and onto my forearm. Yeah. He was going to have to self-soothe on this one. I shuffled off the bed, successfully avoiding a mess, and made my way into the kitchen. I scrubbed from the tips of my fingers clear up to my armpit so vigorously, I'm surprised I didn't bleed. Midway through the second rinse, I realized I'd been distracted by the most obvious mess. I was still wearing the condom. Fuck. Had I left a Hansel and Gretel trail of disaster? Without thinking, I ran from the sink, retracing my steps. I was searching the carpet for any signs of displaced fecal matter when I, I looked down to see that, like an idiot, I'd left the kitchen with the condom still on. Damn it. I was running around my apartment with a shitty condom covering my limp dick and my arm raised over my head, littered with bubbles from an incomplete rinsing. I looked like an OCD maniac moments after the sex haze wears off from a night of scat play. Immediately, I cupped the condom and triple-checked the floors. From what I could tell, my carpets had survived. On to the next disaster. Dejected and soapy, I made my way back to the kitchen and ripped the shit-covered condom from my body, placing it into a plastic grocery sack. I would like to take a moment and thank my mother for teaching me to save a staggering amount of plastic grocery sacks. I'd like to thank her for no other reason than this moment right here. The moment I was able to pull a plastic grocery sack out of my obscenely large stash and place a shitty condom into it. I mean, could you imagine the alternative? Where else was I supposed to put it? Embracing the eminence of a shower, I made my way to the bathroom where the boy was desperately trying to clean himself. For my own peace of mind, I made him wash his messy ass in front of me twice before I ushered him out and hopped in myself. I breathed in the steam, letting the madness wash over me before I soaped my shitty pubes. As the exfoliating grit ran from my body, I had a thought. You know what? I'm not a quitter. I started this race, and by golly, I'm going to finish it. This fucker is going to shit on me and I'm not going to get off? Yeah, I don't think so. It's time for round two. Little did I know how prolific this statement would be. Fucking him on his stomach clearly didn't work, so I thought, why not try his back? After I finished in the shower, I barked at him that we weren't done, and he needed to hurry up and finish drying himself. I gave him all of 60 seconds before I told him it was time to get his chubby little ass onto the bed. I laid him on his back and pushed the white duvet cover even further away from this train wreck of a situation. Then I started in on him. 
I took things a little slower at the onset, thinking the initial jolt from our first session may have, you know, been the impetus for knocking everything loose. I was using long yet strong strokes to ease his body into the idea of having a foreign object shoved up it. It was unclear whether or not this was going to work, but once I stopped holding my breath, I looked down to see a shit-eating grin on his face. (laughs) We were going to be okay. I started laying into him as he was joyfully squealing in ecstasy. I was so proud we were able to move past this horrific moment with little embarrassment. I was able to keep going. He seemed unfazed. Asshole. And it looked like we were going to salvage the evening. Not long after this, we began approaching the climax. Now, the climax is supposed to be a glorious moment, especially after a labor-intensive session like this one. You finally get the sweet, sweet release you've been nursing for hours, and yet, it was not to be. Oh, not today. Not here in this fresh hell I'd created for myself. No. See, as I was coming, I pulled my dick out, only to find it slickly coated in shit again. Shit on me once, shame on you. Shit on me twice, (laughs) kill myself. I took a moment to regain composure, then silently went to the plastic sack and deposited into it yet another shit-covered condom. In a daze, I stumbled into the bathroom, fiddling for the knobs to turn on the shower, my eyes never leaving the floor. As I waited for the water to warm up, I washed my shitty hands in the sink. The clogged drain began to fill the basin ever so slightly with brown water. Unable to look at it without gagging, uh, I finally raised my eyes to meet my reflection in the mirror. How did we get here? I suppose I knew. It was the thrill of the unknown. I needed to explore this to see if it was something I truly enjoyed. I needed to redefine normal. I just wish it hadn't involved so much feces. Why did the first time have to be with the boy? I'd have preferred anyone else. Anyone. Anyone who wasn't going to shit on me. The steam from the shower let me know the water was ready and I climbed in, careful not to smear any errant shit on the walls or curtain, regretfully contemplating my life choices for the second time that night. After I finished the encore washing of the matted excrement that adorned my pubes, balls, and thighs, I got out and, in full character, told the boy to get into the shower. I stood there for a minute, watching him bathe, but made me resentful, so I went back into the bedroom and turned on the light. At this point, I assumed we'd already successfully reached the lowest point of the evening. He had now shit on me, twice. How much worse could it get? (laughs) And that's when I saw it. The piece de resistance. A wet, slimy, stink-nasty pile of shit. It was just sitting there, resting in my haven, my calm in the storm, my safe place. My bed. He actually shit in my bed. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I realized there was only one course of action. I turned, walked back to the bathroom, shut off the shower, and told the boy to sit down. He did as he was told, and as I looked down at him, unsure and also certain of what had to happen, I took a deep breath, braced my dick between my thumb and first two fingers, and prayed for mercy. I pissed all over him. I peed on him for coming over. 
I peed on him for being mad at me. I peed on him for opening this can of worms. I peed on him because he asked me to, but ultimately, I peed on him because he shat in my bed. I was so beside myself. Once I finished, I just walked away. I went back into my room and stripped the bed, careful to ball up the soiled sheets. At least the mattress cover saved me from a commemorative shit stain. Grateful yet broken, I took the bedding and went to the kitchen where I began to wash this man's shit out of my sheets. I'm not exactly sure why I didn't just throw them away. Something about the trauma of the evening was keeping my rational mind at bay, and I had to do something to keep my hands busy. Something to distract me from what had just happened. The longer I scrubbed, the more intimately I understood Lady Macbeth. And standing there, living my own out-damn-spot fantasy, I wondered if my hands would ever be clean again. Wondered if I would ever be free of my horror. Plagued by the madness of her choices, she too was left with only shards of her sanity. But at least that lucky bitch was asleep during her meltdown. I was facing this sober and very much awake. Halfway through the second soaking, mere moments away from suicidal madness... The boy emerged from the shower. I told him to get dressed immediately. After what felt like an eternity, he came up behind me and just stood there. I don't know what came over me. Perhaps it was the wet shit underneath my fingernails, but instead of saying goodbye to him or comforting him, bringing any resolution to this evening, I turned off the water and handed him the plastic sack filled with two shitty condoms. Daddy's disappointed. He looked back at me, begging me to break character, wondering if this was it. And when I tell you that staying in this roleplay was all that was going to get me through this, please believe that. I had nothing left. So I ushered him out, bag in hand. Once in the hall, he turned back to me. Something about his face made me stop. I took a breath in, held it, thinking I might muster the strength from somewhere to say something that might make this okay. But it wasn't. So, I exhaled apologetically, but also not, and closed the door on him. In a daze, I went back to the sink and ended my Tuesday night nakedly scrubbing the rest of his shit out of my sheets. Maybe we'll try a different kink next time? Thank you for listening to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles, the podcast that's 100% true, except when it's not. Essays are written by Cole Grissom, inspired by real events, but rest assured, if a character resembles you in any way, I promise you're wrong. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, share, tell your friends, your frenemies, your bad dates, your good dates... The guy in the alley you're planning on giving a handy to later tonight. Tell them all. Until next time, friends. <laughs>